Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, welcome uh, once again to another... Ooh, I'll turn that down a bit. Welcome to another week of uh, football with From the Terraces. Not a great deal to talk about um, with uh, United losing their game to the wind uh, as it took off part of the uh, main stand roof. Very fortuitous uh, given it was such an important game against Morecambe to give us a few more weeks to be ready for that one. And of course it goes down as a weekend we didn't lose a game. Histon had their game uh, postponed. City played, though, a very heavy pitch. Uh, not a classic game because of that, but a win nonetheless. That's two wins against first place and sixth place in consecutive weeks. Uh, starts to build some momentum there and uh, starting to look uh, good. And in the women's football, after a defeat against Ashford last week, it's cup action for uh, both of them, uh, with Cambridge United uh, are playing St, uh, Newmarket women at uh, St Neots, and uh, City are playing uh, Fulbourne Institute Bluebirds at the Fulbourne Rec. Both of those games kick off at 1.45, so you've got 40 minutes to get down to that if you want to go and see it. And uh, we'll be chatting to uh, Matt uh, and hopefully Steve later on. I've got interviews with uh, Robbie and Darren about games that were on. Um, but if you want to contact us, you can all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 That's 07919 Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. Studio at cambridge105.co.uk. If you want to have your say, get in touch. But we'll start as usual with Cambridge United. As I said, uh, unfortunately, or probably more truthfully, fortunately, the United game was cancelled. And here's here's a note to Fleetwood. That's how you cancel a game in time for people not to travel. That's the way it goes. Uh, so uh, just as they weren't going to be able to thaw the, thaw the pitch out, we weren't going to be able to repair the roof, and we took the sensible precaution to cancel it early so lots of people didn't come down really, really hacked off that they travelled that far. Uh, so uh, take note, Fleetwood. Um, we should have, hopefully, Matt, on the other end of the line although we've got very little to talk about we're going to have to pad out about 25 minutes Matt so uh, hopefully you've got something to say um, well not yet but I'm sure we'll find something to talk about but hey uh, as, as you said at the top of the show at least we didn't lose this weekend yeah and, and given the importance of the game uh, in the overall scheme of things I think t- to be given or to be lucky enough to get um, some extra time to prepare hopefully to bring players in hopefully to uh, uh, actually get some fitness uh, back into uh, players as well I think it will be uh, actually really handy um, and let's start there let's start at the position we find ourselves in because we're there finally we're in uh, the relegation zone um, with results uh, going against us virtually everywhere again yesterday uh, Morecambe win and Accrington both win to put us uh, in 21st spot uh, on 24 points equal with Morecambe um, and on the face of it you know you, you, 
the, 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 the panic starts here, but let's just put it into perspective. We've talked about this a couple of times. So this stage last year, we were on 27 points, won six, drawn nine, lost 10. Uh, we're on 24 points, won seven. So we've won an extra game, but unfortunately it's, it's the draws. We've we've uh, dropped six draws uh, and instead we've lost those. So th- that's where the problem lies, is that we're not drawing games. If we'd drawn some of these games, we'd be in a much better position, but we tend to be a very binary this year. We either win or we lose. Um, looking at the last, I think I looked about the last 10 or 15 seasons as to what we need uh, in order to be able to stay up. It varies from uh, as little as 41 to as high as uh, 51. Um, so on average, it's about 49 uh, to 51 is where we're looking to get points, which leaves us um, 26 points short of that at the moment. Um, so it's certainly not a great position to be in, and there's nobody, um, even the so-called happy clappers who try to speak of it a reason on the uh, forums, wouldn't say it was going well. They would agree there is an issue. We all differ on uh, what we think the solution to that issue is, um, except that we all agree that winning games or at least not losing games is the key thing to do. So, Matt, uh, is is it time to panic yet, or have we uh, are we still in a position where we can rescue this? Uh, I, I think we can we can certainly rescue it, Tim. Um, there's plenty of time left. We've got a lot of games to still go. Obviously, to to be rearranged now as well. And um, like you say, we can use this free week that we've had to get players fit. You know, some hopefully a good sort of training session or two was done either yesterday or today. Um, like you say, you know, we called off the game in enough time due to safety reasons. So, um, you know, hopefully the the club and the, you know Mark and every got everybody in, and you know they had a really good week weekend of, of doing some some training and the injured players that were slowly coming back have hopefully sort of integrated themselves more into the the physical part of training. Um, so yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of time. There's two games to be rearranged against teams that are in and around us as well, which is, which is bodes well for us. But obviously, the the pressure is is now on, and it, we knew it would happen. And I think Mark's mentioned it himself. You know, the fact of the matter is, is at some point we might have slipped in. He doesn't seem overly concerned by it. And, um, you know, now it's down to us to fight our way out. And, you know, we've got what we've got to do. And that's, you know, we've got to start picking up points. And, you know, when we think back to, to the last game that we, you know, that we lost, um, Mark said it himself, you know, too many times we take the lead and uh, we don't end up sort of either winning the game or getting a point out of it when we're under pressure and we can see the goal. So, you know, we, we've got to start turning these defeats, um, you know, in, into draws or wins and, you know, start holding on to leads when we have it, you know, to try and get a few more three points on the board. But as I say, there's plenty of time. There's still a couple of weeks left in the in the January window as well. So, you know, they, they can get some players in that we desperately need. The midfield still still needs boosting massively. Um, and, you know, that's got to be the key point as well and getting those players in. Hopefully we can get them in early this week. Uh, so they they can interact with the team and um, you know be ready for for Saturday's game because it takes on a, a bigger bigger role now than what it might have done um, after you know if we had played at the weekend. 
Yeah, and it it opens up a couple of interesting things uh, if you look at the fixture list. Obviously, Shrewsbury, who uh, uh, we beat last we beat last time out at home. Uh, we played them away. Our away form is terrible. So just again, statistics: we're fifteenth in the league on home form. So that's not too well. That's pretty good. Uh, we're we're dead last with uh, Morecambe on both on twenty four points in the away form. So the fact that we play Shrewsbury away and Lincoln away, although we did win, I think it was five nil uh, last year against Lincoln. In a way, so uh, we can't be uh, we can't be too bad about that. Uh, but but we've got those two coming up before we start to play games where you know we'd less expect results like Ipswich and Barnsley. Although again, Ipswich we've drawn away. Um, uh, and Barnsley, yeah, and then Cheltenham and Oxford and Exeter again. Those kind of games that we, you know, if we can win those, then or at least draw in those, we pick up points, uh, and it does set up potentially a really exciting end of the season because the last two fixtures we've got are Accrington away and Forest Green at home, and uh, you know they're but they're both of them down in the mix with us. So it could literally come down to the last game of the season, which uh, won't do our nerves any good, um, but. But uh, I, I guess would uh, give us something to play for right till the very end, Matt. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? Is if we can try and get points this weekend, um, Shrewsbury will obviously be up for you know trying to beat us um, after what happened in the home game on on Boxing Day, where they probably felt that they shouldn't have lost the game. And they did, and um, you know it was a good comeback by us in that. But you know they were they were very unhappy with the refereeing and uh, everything else in that game. So they're going to be well up for it, and they're a decent side at home as well. So if we can go there, and you know like we like we said uh, before, you know be like what we were last season, compact, hard to break down. And uh, try and nick a point there. You know that'll be a, that'll be a good start. And then Lincoln away is a game that you know we've we've got a chance to uh, you know to win. Uh, we've beaten one nil. Uh, I think it was last time last season, just after the the cup game. And um, you know, and they're, they're having a tough season again themselves this year. So you know, we need to go there and try and get something from it. And then, as you say, you know, we we've got the the two tough games in Ipswich and Barnsley. You know, the Ipswich game, they're absolutely flying at the moment. You know, they're right up there as they should be. And Barnsley, who are, you know, probably just struggling but might start hitting a bit of form and, you know, might bring in a couple of players themselves before the the end of the window as well. So, you know, it's going to be a tough game there. But, you know, a big stadium, like we say, normally we, we don't do too badly um, when everybody's sort of fit and firing at the at the big ground. So, you know, there, there's points to be picked up, you know, probably more towards the end of January than early Feb. Um, and then, you know, we can look towards the end of Feb when there's a few other teams that are, obviously are still going to be tough games to play. But, you know, we, they're, they're really tough games. Um, but, you know, they would be the ones that we'll be looking to get points from but you know it starts this week and you know the, first, the, the key thing is is to get those fit players or the unfit players out there more minutes into them integrated into the team so they can become options even if they're options off the bench as we say you know players in into the central midfield in in particular in terms of signings and Mark said you know we were close to a couple so hopefully we can getting done early Monday and as I say in the building ready for Saturday's game because you know and and hopefully in training we don't pick up any other uh, injuries ourselves because you know that that's the worst thing that could happen because we don't need any more of them either do we 
Well, I was going to say it's a, with 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 the curse of uh, Cambridge United. Now even the stadium gets injured as well. So uh, there you go. I, I was looking at uh, football web pages um, uh, uh, yesterday, and uh, just looking at they do a prediction uh, table based on goals per game, home and away uh, form. Um, so I mean, it, I, I guess it, you can say it's as accurate as any of these kind of things are. Uh, and if I look at that, um, the, the the interesting thing that comes out of it is. Not, not surprisingly, we're expected to be uh, relegated according to that. Um, and if I just go to it now, uh, we will finish apparently on just 39 points uh, with uh, Milton Keynes beneath us on 37, Burton beneath them on 32, Forest Green beneath them on 24. Um, but the interesting thing is they show you the match-by-match match predictions that they used to generate that, and there's some, there's some interesting results in there. Um, that we're going to have to work hard at actually getting to. Um, I was just looking down this list earlier on, and uh, I, I can't find any of them now. But I know that we. Oh yeah, we're expected to draw against Ipswich. Presumably that's because of the home versus away form uh, issue. So that's going to be an interesting one to make sure that we get up to there. Uh, we lose against Barnsley, according to this. Uh, we draw against Cheltenham Town. We draw against Oxford. Um, where are we there? We lose to Exeter. Well, that's almost a given, isn't it? I mean, when, when, when can we say that we've done any better than that? Uh, we're going to beat Portsmouth, apparently, which is, uh, I mean, given their form at the moment, is actually worse than ours, then, uh, then that, and, and we're home. Then that's perhaps not such a, a far-fetched one. Um, but there's certainly some, you know, some interesting games. MK Dons are going to beat us 1-0, apparently, uh, in March. Um, you know, we've got to draw against Charlton. Uh, we've got to uh, we're going to lose to Burton Albion, which is interesting, uh, but it is an away game. So, of course, we'll give, given we're bottom of the league there, it's not surprising. So there are some interesting predictions there that we've got to pick up points where we perhaps might not. Uh, but, uh, you know, as you say, Mark, Mark always says this, we can only do what we can do. We, we can't worry about what's going on around us. We have to think about this on a week-to-week basis. And, you know, we, we've said all along, if you can't win, then just you know don't lose because a point is going to be really really important at the end of this season so the more that we can convert from losses to draws the better we're off um just going back, I mean, we, we joked, and, and and I think it's it's not a joke, I think it's serious. I mean, you know, we are better off playing Morecambe in a few weeks, hopefully, as long as the run of injuries eventually comes to an end, because we will see people back. And if you look at some of the players that haven't played for us, um, who will get a game, hopefully, sometime before the end of this season, we've got Brandon Hanstrow, we've got Fajiri Oknabiri, um, you know, we've got um, Ibsen, Ibsen Rossi, Ibsen Rossi, I keep getting his name wrong, uh, you know, there, there is quality there if we can bring them back and if we can recruit you know a couple more players like uh, everyone's you know even Bonner Bonner acknowledged there's going to be hopefully uh, a couple more at least that are coming in if we can get them in early um it's you know we we end up with a reasonable squad that can hopefully uh, you know pull this one out of the fire yeah, I mean, you know, Brandon Houndstrop, I completely forgot that we even signed him because he's this been is, out for this so is, this long. Is Mr. We, we call him Mr. Two-Week Man because that's how far he is away from uh, recovering from injury all the time. <laughs> yeah, it might be another two weeks, yeah, and then another one on top of that. But yeah, you know, we, we've got him to come back and obviously left back, we, we lost Steve Seddon 
who we got in on loan. So it'd be good to to get uh, Brandon back in and around the team as, as quick as possible because you know we definitely need him. Um, and then obviously, you know, Harrison, we won't see until probably late March, um, at least, which is, you know, which is a blow, but at least we'll see him before the end of the season. For Jiriok and Abire, again, you know, it was just, uh, you know, it was just devastating for him and probably for us because there was something about it. He made a really good first touch, um, you know, looked really good, you know, more, probably more playing behind the, the striker. Um, than anything else, you know, or up top with with another with another striker. So to to lose him was bad. Um, but obviously, you know, the only reason why he's here in the first place is because he suffered a bad injury. Um, you know, at, at Doncaster, and you know, could could potentially be playing high if it wasn't for his uh, injury record. So you know, we're looking forward to having him back and hopefully firing. Like I say, hopefully he'll have you know a few more training sessions to to get used to. Every Everyone and uh, you know maybe a practice game or two potentially, uh, which would be key for him to getting him back into it. Uh, the midfield, as I say, the, the midfield definitely needs you know strengthening. Uh, and you know Adam May is obviously out for the season and was always going to need replacing, unfortunately. Uh, until the end of this season, so you know that was a massive blow. We we, we certainly have missed him um, this year. And, uh, you know, uh, Liam O'Neill, I mean, we haven't really missed, let's be honest. So, uh, and he's been well, out for two weeks, man. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't think the team have missed him much either because he only played about 60 minutes and looked knackered after that. But, um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, he, he would have been the body naturally that we could have used here and there. But, you know, he's another one that's just had poor injury. Uh, issues, but like you say, the, the the biggest ones for us, obviously, recently was was losing Lloyd Jones and Ibsen Rossi, um, who you know just started forming a really good partnership together, the centre of defence. Uh, you know, looked de- uh, decent options at corners as well, and we, we've suddenly started improving our delivery on them, and we haven't got two centre halves to attack the ball. So that you know, there's a bit of irony there as well. Um, but, you know, it, it is, it's, the, it's the nature of the beast. You know, I, I can't think of a worse injury crisis that we've had in probably about four or five seasons. You know, yes, we've had players out for, you know, maybe a month here or there or, you know, a little niggle uh, with one or two, uh, you know, one or two knocks and things like that. But to have sort of, you know, basically 10 first-team players or first-team squad players out injured in one season... Uh, it, it's not been heard of from from this football club for so long. So you know, and it just sums up the nature of our of our season. You know, bad luck with injuries, bad luck at times with results. You know, poor performances coming from players that are, you know have been unfortunately flogged to pieces because they've had to be. And um, you know, sometimes we just haven't been able to buy a decision on the pitch or or buy a goal at all, as, as the case may have been. Even if we've created loads of chances, so you know, but we do have to remember we've had two really good seasons, and and that's one of the the, the main things is you know we've had two good seasons. If this year is was always going to be a struggle, then that's fine. We'd have probably preferred it last year and had you know, last season, this season. So, you know, we, we beggars can't be choosers and uh, it is what it is. You know, the, the squad will keep going till till the end and, you know, if we stay up, then it's another miracle that Mark's performed after a horrific run of form. 
And if we go down, then we've got to rebuild and look to be, you know, potentially placing half decent in League Two next year. So, you know, and ho- hopefully now with the main stand, unfortunately falling in, you know, you know those those plans will start moving forward in terms of redeveloping the ground and and everything else. So, you know, there there, there is some good coming from this season, but. You know, it's also been some bad. And, uh, you know, as I say, we're still in with a fighting chance. We're not sort of 10, 11 points behind everybody else. So get a few players back, like you say, Tim. And, you know, every, everything could change. You know, three wins and suddenly we're almost, you know, high in the, the middle of low and mid table. So, you know, that that's how this league and... And football changes, you know, go on a decent run of five, six games unbeaten and suddenly we're not looking over our shoulders anymore. We're just looking to consolidate where we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the thing that people forget is that, yes, we've not won many games and neither has anyone beneath us because that's why you're at the bottom of the table. And for all of them at the bottom of the table, it's equally as difficult to make those runs. Morecambe are showing that it's possible they're going on a run at the moment. You know, that might last, uh, you know, five more games. It might last to the end of the season. It might finish tomorrow. So you never know what's going on there. Let's let's look at two scenarios because, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the social media likes to speculate as to what happens. So let's say uh, we get to the end of the season and uh, we end up being relegated. Um, two things. There's, 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 first of all, there is an argument, and I know as, as a football fan, you absolutely don't want to get relegated. That's the worst thing in the world to happen. Um, but United are on a journey. They've always said, you know, we have to live within our means. We have to expand, um, you know, within the financial confines that we've got. And yes, if you go down a league, you lose a few supporters. But we've got a stadium uh, that we own. We've got a plan to renovate it. You know, it, it is a long journey and there are going to be blips on the way. We don't want to go down. But the more important thing about this is... We're, we're short of a lot of players at the end of this season. The two we've bought in so far, there's a Loney and someone who's... Uh, and um, Bennett has got a contract at the end of the season. We've got a, a lot of players are out of contract at the end of this season. It makes it difficult because if we are ending up planning for next season, which we, we, must, we must start well in advance, it's difficult if you don't quite know where you'll be to figure out what your expected revenues would be and therefore, you know, what can you afford and also who's going to come to a team that they don't know whether they'll be playing League One or League Two football? Yeah, I mean, that, there, there is, of course, that issue. Um, and one of the things I think is, is one way or the other, we'll probably find out and be planning already. There'll probably be a list of League One players that will target if we stay in League One. And then if we do get relegated to League Two, you know, what is the scenario there? You know, what is our aims and intentions? Is it, oh, right, we want to be pushing for, you know, promotion straight back into League One? Well, you know, it's okay saying saying we're going to do that or we're going to have the budget to do it. But you've got to think of the, the three other teams that potentially come down with us. Um, and if one of them is MK Dons, for instance, you know they're for you know they're going to be a bigger lure for teams in League Two to go and play for than what we are. Um, obviously, we we've got the factor of you know who comes up from the conference. It's more than likely going to be you know potentially Wrexham and Notts County if we're speculating, and straight away they become even bigger draws than you know what we are in terms of. 
finances and their footballing journey as well. So, you know, the, the, the good thing is obviously four do go up from League Two. Um, so can you discount sort of the, the three automatic places and saying the bigger budgets of League Two will be up there straight away? Uh, you know, and there's still one or two teams down in League Two that are quite big. Bradford, who, you know, get 15,000 every single week. You know, they've been down there for God knows how many seasons now. They're probably going to get it right at some point. So, you know, you'd say that they might be challenging. Mansfield have got money. Um, you know, Salford as well. You know, forget about Salford, forget about Stockport. So, you know, there'll, there'll be ideas, obviously, that, like you say, Tim, there'll be, you know, there'll be ideas of who they want to get for which league. Um, I would imagine that they'll start planning in advance. As you say, there's a lot of players out of contract in the summer. And in some cases, it's not such a bad thing because, you know, the, the squad can be refreshed a little. You know, has it got a big stagnant are there a few players here who you know you know they'd reach their peak in terms of what they could do and you know going back down to league two are they going to be more useful for you know for us squad players than say in league one where you know a few of them have struggled this season so um you know there'll be a lot of issues there'll be a lot of thinking um, you, you know, and again, people will talk about and think about. You know, is is Mark going to stay at the end of the season? Will they? Will they? You know, will he resign? Will Will he be sacked? Which I think is least likely. I don't think he'll get sacked. You know, but he might resign. He might just feel that he's gone too, you know, taken the team too far, and he can't go far enough. And he wants a refresh. Maybe the club needs a refresh. So that's another scenario that we have to think about as well. So. It, you know, there's a lot if ifs, buts, and maybes, but I think one thing is clear is whatever league we are in, we need to be moving quickly in the summer, whether it's we've got to go and sign all these players up. You know, can we get some players signed up for, for League Two for next season? Uh, or will they just be, you know, sorry, thank you very much, but that's it. You know, you can't afford us, which is good, which could potentially could happen. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ifs, what's, ifs, buts and maybes, but... I would, I would, I would think that we would be planning, you know, very, very quickly, especially if we are, you know, going going to get relegated. Where I say I still don't think we will, but I think it will be tight. But we're going to have to be very proactive this summer. You know, decisions are going to have to be made very quickly off the field with what we want to be and what we want to do next year, and uh, so that the on the field stuff can get started and you know players can come in you know very very quickly for whatever league we're going to be in yeah i think i think that's going to be it isn't it is that it, it either way we need to move quickly we perhaps didn't we didn't people say we didn't strengthen enough uh, over the summer last year well of course you, you're bound to budget and everything else so you know you, you you do what you can do um it may be that we didn't bring people early enough the interesting thing and i, and I know that that you that 90 of this is probably uh, rubbish um but it's interesting when you look at the the stuff that came 
came out onto the forum this week about how much players are paid and I know I don't know how much I don't know who comes up with these figures and how they can do how they actually know um, and uh, the, the best thing it's going to be is a guess but but there are there are some interesting numbers when you look in that uh, data you know and it's I, I'm going to comment on it even though I'm not sure that it's actually worth it but you've got Adam May Hanstrup Mitoff Ochnabire Williams Taylor uh, Ocadina Lancaster Rossi uh, Ibsen Rossi Lloyd Jones Liam O'Neill all on uh, upwards of 2,000 a week apparently and then you can look a long way down and see that Paul Digby apparently is only on 800 and you wonder don't you look at even Glenn McConnell is on 640 and I wonder when people look at these lists I mean you know to me that I don't it looks like that is just stupidity in these lists I mean it's like a Janna who came in as a transfer apparently is only on 600 so you kind of look at this and dismiss it but I think it makes the point that it's difficult to attract talent when there just isn't the money there because obviously you know is whatever people think about it it's a it's a money game football people have got short careers they want to make the most of it so they'll go where the money is and and we are obviously whether that's true or not are, are one of the clubs that isn't uh, flush with money yeah exactly and i obviously you know i didn't even look at that list because I, th- I thought it'd be completely and utterly wrong and it, it from what you just mentioned there for some of their wages it probably it sounds like it's very very wrong so um you know there, there will be some people on big wages you know the the better players in your squad will obviously command a higher wage you know there's no doubt about that and um you know at, at the end of the day we we, we can't pay somebody five six thousand pound a week we can't do it it, it would just you know, it would kill the football club. It would kill the football club financially, you know, even with us owning the stadium and everything else, you know. So we, we can't afford things like that. We don't have the crowds for it right now. Um, you know, is there a potential if we go up to sort of, you know, ten, twelve thousand 12,000 every single week? Then, yeah, potentially we could pay somebody four, 5,000 a week, which is, you know, a lot, lot better, um, especially with, you know, being in Cambridge as well. But, you know, we're, we're not there right now you know the the top earners probably are on roughly about two thousand a week um and that's the maximum or they're on you know appearance bonuses and things like that so you know we we know what we are we know what we're going to be and um you know we know there's a long long way to go you know down in league two you know two two thousand pound for a player a week is probably a, a half decent little wage for them um, so, you know, maybe it makes us more attractive for, for, for that league, but, you know, for, for League One, obviously, especially we have to remember the, the, the big teams that are in this league, you know, Europe, Switch, Derby's and all that, who are all going to inflate the wages because they, they you know, any half-decent player, you know, who wants to come and play in League One, sees one of those teams and thinks, I can go and sign for them and get paid £10,000 a week. You know, so it does inflate it as well. And, you know, if a few of them start moving on up into the championship, it might, you know, the structure might settle a little bit more. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it's crazy. I don't, you know, the, the list is probably definitely not right. That's for sure. I can't imagine 
half of them been on £2,000 a week. And if, if some of them are on £2,000 a week, then there, there is an issue with yeah. some of them. Their performances don't don't deserve £2,000 a week. But, you, hey, it is what it is, Tim. Um, but, you know, I, I think in the summer, you know, there'll be a little bit more money in terms of the wage budget because a lot of players will move on. And it gives scope for Mark, if he is the manager, to, to go out and, you know, yeah, he might have to rebuild a new team. But he can build a, re, uh, a new team and he'll have a little bit of money to, to do it one way or the other, won't he? Yeah, absolutely. I say, if I was a player thinking of coming in, I certainly wouldn't with the Cambridge curse. I wouldn't want to be on any kind of appearance money because that, <laughs> that would be the death of your salary, that would at the moment. Matt, thanks very much for uh, joining us. We shall uh, chat with you again next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. Okay, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Cambridge City. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Oh, that wasn't too good. That was the Histon music, uh, but I haven't got any Histon news because they didn't play, so let's talk to... uh, Let's try that with uh, Cambridge City instead. Okay, so uh, the uh, city, after uh, a few, a couple of disappointing results uh, on uh, Boxing Day and then just at the start of the year, uh, have had two difficult fixtures. They had Spalding, who were top of the league uh, last week, and then this week it was Corby, who were six. And as uh, as it always is with City, sometimes the better teams get the better uh, get a performances out of them. Uh, so I went to watch yesterday um, the uh, Corby game at uh, his at Histons Ground. Bridge Road um, and it, uh, the, the difficulty was always that the pitch was very heavy it was very wet uh, in the morning uh, but it did hold up well it wasn't a classic because of that uh, but a really good fighting performance against uh, you know a good team um, let's listen to what Robbie had to say following the game uh, following as I say the 2-0 the, uh, uh, win and when I can get my mouse to drag down to there I can press the button and we can listen to what he's got to say Robbie it's uh, two consecutive wins against uh, first and sixth place. Bit scrappy because of the pitch, but uh, a, a really, really good, strong performance from you. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. And I think, you know, like I said, to you, like the, the two games we lost, Deerham and St. Nitz, for large parts of those two games, we've dominated. We've, you know, the St. Nitz, we're tuning up and throw that away. And then for, for you know, 60 minutes against Deerham, when we concede the two sloppy goals, we, we're all over them. And you know the, the two games that we've had, and like we spoke numerous times about teams in the top six, seven, eight. You know we don't mind playing those types of teams because we know that, like you see today, we can dog results, and we've got a strong back four, keeper five. You know, and we've got that little bit with Warmsley up front can score goals. Um, you know, and we're missing Ryan Ingrid today. So, you know, all in all, you know, if you'd have given me six points, four goals, and two clean sheets, then I'd have you know bit your hand off. Uh, you know, a month ago, but it's credit to the work the boys are doing. They're stuck at the task that we've asked them to do, and like you said, a really difficult pitch today. And you know, I think Joe's not really had too much to do in terms of shots to save. Um, you know, we've we've created a few good openings, but again, you know, we just got to be a little bit more clinical when we get those opportunities to to really kill games off. And and you know, it was a great time to play these today. You know, new manager, 
Um, one or two players have left um, in the week, and and so it was a it was a great time to play these because I, I know Gary well, and I know that in the next sort of month there'll be uh, big changes here, and and I'd rather play them now than in a month's time. <laughs> And uh, all credit to the ground staff for getting the game on with the, with the rain that came down earlier on. But uh, a heavy pitch, neither club really getting into the pit, into the swing of it quickly. And, and I think that was that goal, uh, what, three minutes into the game um, that uh, really gave you that boost in the first half. Yeah, it did. And I think, you know, we, we spoke before the game about not making sort of silly mistakes and, and playing the ball on its merit and, and just getting there. Don't be flash, just do your job, defend properly. And, you know, two minutes in, the lad slipped um, and we're in. So, you know, it's unlucky for them, but we'll take that. And, you know, great finish, um, still had a lot to do. And, you know, he's a big keeper and he made himself big. And, you know, that's why we brought Tom to the club. You know, we know that, you know, I think he's got 11 goals now across the three teams he's played for. So, you know, he, we know what he can do when he's in that box and, and you know, missing Ingry today, that was big for him to come up and, you know, he's missed two or three games through illness and, you know, I was pleased for him to get that goal and it, it sort of it sort of set us on our way a little bit um, and, and sort of helped us you know, get into the game a bit more on, on, like you say, a very difficult pitch. And Corby had uh, pace at both sides of the pitch and uh, I think the uh, City defence coped well with some of the breakaways. Yeah, they did. And, like you know, Matty Miles and, 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 and Jake Battersby, um, you know, they've done really well at full-back areas. And, you know, they've both got great energy, great pace. Um, and, you know, we're, at the moment, we're ha- able to deal with players that we play against with pace and... and you know, and that's where we want to go. You know, we always want our fullbacks to sort of set our play up, and and you know that that's what we want in our team. You know, we want energy and pace in the in the wide wide bit. So yeah, it's you know the games that we've got coming up now. You know, we've got a big game against Daventry next Saturday, and then follows Halzo in here. So you know, two big you know bigger games probably than the two we've had in terms of Daventry behind us, um, and you know we want to show the teams at the top that we mean business and you know we we feel that we owe house in one when we play them because we lost 2-1 and we didn't really see the game out on that occasion and you go in uh, half time one up you were probably were looking very quickly for that second goal just to make it a little bit more comfortable you got it again fairly quickly after the start of the second half and really applied yourself right to the end when there was some threatening play coming back at you yeah, and, you know, Dan Cotton, you know, he's 8 in 10 now. Um, you know, he's he's unbelievable. He actually, we nearly took him off at half-time because he's got a tight hamstring and that's why he came off towards the end there. But, you know, he's somebody that, you know, not many players at this level would have sneaked that in the near post um, and certainly would have had it about them to have that shot. So we're really pleased with with how he's performing. Um, and, and like you say... Scoring sort of four or five minutes into the second half, that sort of again, it sort of killed them off a little bit for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and like you say, the onslaught that we had at the end there, you know, long throws in the box, and you know they have got some big lads, they got the big throw, and I thought, you know, the two centre halves and the lads in that back line defended that unbelievably well, and you know, and that's what we need if we're going to be successful at, at any any league, you need your players to put their bodies on the line at time, and and I thought they they really really did that at times today, and. I thought we thoroughly deserved the clean sheet. And you talked about this last week and we certainly saw it today. The big difference at the moment is that you're making the most of the chances that you're getting. Yeah, exactly that. And, you know, we've, 
we've been sort of sort of capable of taking games away from teams and and we haven't really taken those chances when we've been in dominant play and and I think today certainly to start the game with the way we did the slip you know the, the luck we got with that and and then second half you you know when you're you want to take momentum away from a team and you want to seize control of a game the two goals today were, were crucial in you know denting their hopes of getting back in it you know after probably quite a stern telling off at half time and and so we dealt with that quite well and, and, and like you say the chances that we're creating now we're taking them more often than not and, and it takes pressure off the back line you know when you're scoring goals and you look like you're going to score goals you know the back line are a bit more relaxed and they can do their job and as you say, it could have been very different with uh, Lee Attenborough leaving uh, Corby. It could have been a, a good start for them if they, you know, if they come out. But it wasn't to be, and, and you cope very well with that. Yeah, exactly that. And you know, they've they've still got. I think Lee's taken one or two with him, um, but they've still got a very good group. They're sixth in the league. You know, they've uh, one or two changes in the week, and you know, he brought in a bit of experience with a lad Miller at the back, and so you know we. Any game in this league, um, you know, it's a tough game. If you don't turn up with the right attitude and the right desire to to work hard, then you will come unstuck. And and thankfully, the last two games we've been we've been at it for for the majority of the game, and we've defended. And you know, it was great today to get Benny Nolan and, and Mikey Davis some good minutes. So you know, it's looking better for us on that front. You know, there's only Scott Bridges now that's that's injured. So you know, the group's getting fitter. Um, a little bit settled in what we've got now so you know sort of onwards and upwards and as you say bringing back injured players the momentum starting to build it's looking good for a, a good run in for the rest of this uh, the rest of the season fingers crossed <laughs> um, but I just you know I, I must have run over a cat or something because the injuries that we've had this year and last year it was just it's ridiculous and, and like I say long may this continue that we, we get the, the group that we want fit um, because we know that if this group's fit, we'll be a match for anyone like we've proved. So, you know, like I say, onwards and upwards, but our main focus is Daventry um, and we start planning for that now. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. I mean, uh, they start to build a bit of momentum, and then often uh, that momentum dies uh, with a poor result against a poor, you know, a, a team that they would normally expect to beat. So hopefully they can maintain that. I'm just going to see if I can get hold of uh, Steve. He is on the phone, uh, so as long as the reception's okay, we should be able to get hold of him just to have a chat with him. Um, hey, Steve, are you there? Hi. Awesome. Yeah, okay, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. I, I, I saw, I saw you te- when, when I texted to say, can we get you on the show this week? Uh, you made the comment, two games, look at what a difference it makes. Uh, and it's right. I mean, it, it, over the last four games, two games against uh, the first one against uh, um, St. Neots and the second one against uh, Deerham, was it, I think, uh, where both games you where you'd expect to win and you lose, that makes difference in one direction. And then Spalding and Corby in consecutive games, that, that makes a difference in the other direction and it and it is interesting momentum is a is a fantastic thing in football but you know the the story of city over over recent seasons has been perhaps underperform against the poorer teams and overperform against the better teams it's weird isn't it yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head really just just, just consistency i think it's been as you say, it's been like that for a while we yeah i mean what's pleasing is to get back to back wins because we, we haven't really done that for a while you know we've had we've had one good result against say some better teams sometimes and then we go and lose or draw with, with teams that you'd expect to win. And it, I guess it shows that the league is very unpredictable. You know, we're unpredictable. 
Um, and that's something obviously we've got to look to address. And that's why it's pleasing to get consistency a bit more. We had we had a run a few years ago, I think last season, where we put a really good run together around this time, actually. And, you know, it's, I don't know what it is that, that, that we can't quite do, but but certainly when it does go right, you know, we were a good side. And, uh, you know, I know we had a, a decent crowd yesterday and I think it was good that we, we did get that win and we had a, you know, a bit of a show for me. I know the pitch was, was tough, but, but you know, it's important to get wins. We certainly don't want to get dragged into anything. And, and as you say, the mindset um, it creates, you know, not just with, with me and fans, but generally across the club, you know, it's... Um, and it shows we can compete, you know, um, with with some good teams, and and um, yeah, you can't put your finger on why you would go to St Nick's and lose, and then go and beat Spalding and things like that. There's just no logic. But certainly, you know, on our day, it shows we're a good team. I always thought this was a tough test. I, I know with um, the new manager, you get two things worrying me when you play a new manager. One is they have a bounce, which often happens, and two, we know Gary Setcher and his teams from previous clubs, and they're always really tough games. You know, he's a, he's a big physical teams that he likes to play a sort of big physical way and quite direct at times and, and we usually kind of come unstuck against those kind of matches but you know we, we put in a really good shift yesterday and it was it was great to hear and great to see and then obviously you know we, we, we've kept another clean sheet which is important so lots of positives um, and yeah just going into to a busy period now we've got a few midweek games coming up and I think you know that again you've got to be looking forward to those and and you know form of momentum will certainly help drive drive us up the table hopefully yeah and i think recruitment well uh, recruitment and uh, coming back from injuries uh, scott bridge is the only one now on the uh, on the injured list yeah you've got to get um, uh, people back up to match fitness but that that's a huge boost in its own in its own right and then you know recent recruitment uh, jared robson coming back uh, tom warmsley and dan cotton i mean dan cotton is on fire at the moment um, and that is a, a really potent strike force that you're looking at there yeah, exactly. I think early in the season we we did struggle for goals a little bit um, across the team for whatever reason. And you know, yeah, now that now they're starting to come, yeah, we're only getting one or two, but it is enough to win games now, and that that's that's important. And yeah, like you say, his form's great and he's experienced. You know, Cotney knows he knows he's always bad goals for, for other teams, and you know, it's good good to see him getting goals for us. Um, you know, the way we play when we when we are fluent, you know, we will get a lot of chances, and it's always been crying out for someone to sort of put put them away. Really, we we. We haven't had the goals that our players deserved over the years, really. I think we've played some reasonable stuff quite often and just not not scored huge amounts of goals. And it just needs someone like that to, to put the ball away and then take the pressure off. I think no, the players coming back, like you say, are going to be good. Mikey Davis has been out for a long time. Obviously, last season again, he was fantastic. So you know, he's a great, uh, going to be a great. I mean, almost like a new signing back. And then and the same with Nolan. They're they're good creative players and you know got a lot of potential and we know what they're about and and, and they're exciting players to watch. So. Yeah, they'll be they'll be great to have back, and, and like you say, hopefully a, a clean bill of health now, and that that will make a difference as you know pitches are harder, not just not just Eston to be fair, but but you know when they're they're quite energy sapping when you're running in in what is effectively quite muddy pitches, and and you lose a lot of use a lot of energy, and you know you need you, that's where you need your squads really because you know players get you know tight tight hamstrings or muscles or whatever, so it is important we've got players back to be able to. To come in, um, having a strong bench, you know, as well, bringing on Nolan and Davis, for example, they they, they make a difference. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pleasing, and, and hopefully they'll stay injury free because we, we've never had much luck with injuries over the years. Actually, I mean, I know every club does, but we seem to to struggle uh, a lot, particularly at the beginning. So, again, you know, getting a full squad um, for for what is effectively the, the same run in, but you know, I mean, sort of towards the back half of the season, then obviously 
very very important um, and I think they will make a difference and, and as you say getting them up to speed now will be will be key to that Absolutely and two, two interesting games coming up Daventry who are second bottom in the league and then uh, Hales Owen who've uh, taken over from a, a, a Spalding side that hasn't played that's dr- not dropped a couple of games just missed a couple of games so they'll probably end up going back up there but uh, two very different games and you kind of hope it's not uh, business as, as usual for, C- for City that they can actually you know make make the most of a, a team that's struggling at the bottom um, and still manage to uh, uh, challenge Challenge the teams at the top as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think Daventry is a in last year. It's got to be one we target to win. I mean, they they struggled. Um, we we run twice there really well last season. We had I think a big cut win like four or five one. And the same in the league. So we've gone really really handsomely away both times last year. So I'm obviously hopeful we'll, we'll take another win there. And but it won't be easy. I mean, teams are at the bottom now. I think the, the difference is they're, they're all scrapping. You know, even even you actually got to win. You know, the, every team at the bottom is is now scrapping. So I think it makes it harder maybe in that sense that. They're a bit more sort of a dogfight sometimes at the bottom, um, and we've got to sort of manage that side of the game. But yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful on the back of this momentum we can go there and get a win. And then, as you say, how's only at the end of the month? I mean, that's that's a big game. I think they'll be, you know, they'll bring a few. Actually, be quite exciting. And you know, they're they're good at home, um, and we put up a good fight there. We only lost two one. We thought we were a bit unlucky. We perhaps didn't play as well in the second half, but we didn't roll over there. And I, I think their away form is, has been there. Perhaps their one bit of undoing, which is why they're not top out right you know and to say with the games in hand so you know they're going to be a bit nervous especially if we've gone come in and won three in a row for example so you know we're predicting but it would be lovely to to, to get that run together I, I, to be honest i don't see why we couldn't get get something out of those games really um so yeah we, we're going in with the right attitudes now and, and hopefully have a good week in training and the weather you know holds out for those games um and you know we're sat at the end of the month having had you know four wins i mean that would be that really would be fantastic so yeah, much more positive. Um, we just got to, you just got to get some momentum going into, you know, the off-field stuff we've already discussed. You know, Sawston is happening. We're not far away, and I think, you know, we, realistically we should be mid-table. But if we can get as high as we possibly can, you know, it, it, it puts us in a place where people realise that we you know we're a half-decent team and not not a team that's struggling. And that that you know, from a marketing perspective, is great. And things like that, we can tell people that you know we're getting there's a bit about us, and we've got a good good squad on the pitch and um, yeah, that's the aim is always to just to really play for next year and, and, and already start thinking about how, how high can we finish that's got to be the aim and, and to be fair to Robbie we've never been a, a team even when we've been mid-table that sort of switched off and, and down tools because end of season you know we, we've, we've always gone to the end and, and as you say put up good performances against good teams and been kind of credible for the league in that sense you know and thrown a few surprises in there to make it interesting so I hope we'll do the same. So it was still a long way to go. We were only really halfway. And um, yeah, much more positive on the whole club front. But I was pleased yesterday with you know how it went and obviously the momentum hopefully that will create for us. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for uh, joining us, Steve. We'll uh, talk to you uh, in a few more weeks, hopefully with an, uh, a longer run under your belt. Cheers. That'll be lovely, yeah. Cheers, Tim. Thanks very much. Okay, so uh, on to the women's football. Both of the uh, United and City games have just kicked off. Uh, haven't managed to talk to uh, City, unfortunately, but uh, spoke to uh, Darren Marjoram uh, about uh, after the Ashford game and, and previewing this. This is what he had to say uh, yesterday. Oh, let's try pressing the right button. Hang on a second, we'll start that one again. So, Darren, with the weather as it is, there's not a lot of football on at the moment, but one way or another, it looks like uh, you're going to play either on grass at St. Neots or the 3G at St. Neots or even Newmarket Town have offered you their pitch if there are any problems. 
yeah, yeah, there's no no problems at all in terms of the game being on one way or another. We'll, we'll definitely have the game, um, which is something to look forward to because as you say, at the moment, uh, it's far from certain that the games are going ahead with the way the weather's been. Yeah, absolutely. And if we go back to uh, last week, uh, Ashford Town, who you drew three all against in the uh, earlier uh, in the the start of the season, uh, part of that uh, game, but uh, unfortunately a two-one loss, but uh, not devoid of chances on your part. No, no, not at all. And and you know, if you uh, if you showed the game to to anybody and just took out the moments where the goals were scored and said, what would you guess the score as being? A hundred percent, they wouldn't guess that we got B two one. I think, I think our our um, shots on target count was over twenty, and and I think theirs was three. Um, so that, that tells the story of the game. But ultimately, to win a game of football, you've got to put the ball in the net, and you've got to stop those moments that we conceded from. So, you know, frustrating. But um, I think you know there is lots of positives to take from that, and and we're still we're still learning, we're still developing, and I think if we was to repeat that game ten times, we'd we'd win it more than we'd certainly drop the points. So. Lots, lots to, to learn from, but um, yeah, overall, still a very positive performance, and, and I think it certainly shows that we're moving forwards from where we were. And you've got a couple of new players in, obviously, uh, they're bedding into the team. Was that was that a good a good game, a good run out for them? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so Sydney Naylor actually scored for us um, and looked very lively all game. Gave us quite a lot of control of the ball, and and we retained possession very well through Sid. Uh, so really pleased with her performance, and it's all just really now been about getting her match fit. So, you know, the aim the aim with Newmarket is that she plays at least the majority of the game. Um, and Bella Simmons, uh, it was her first first game for us because she's been cup-tied. Unfortunately, she'll be cup-tied again against Newmarket because she played for Cambridge City in the County Cup. But yeah, really positive from Bella. She won proud of the match and certainly caused uh, Ashford a lot, a lot of trouble going forward. Her pace in particular causes mayhem, as we've seen for our own with our own eyes in training. Um, so both of those really positive additions to the squad and certainly the strength of what we've got now is is looking pretty good in all areas. And as you say, a break from uh, league action, uh, you're in cup action tomorrow, Newmarket Town. Um, a competition that we've talked about before, it, on one hand, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it should be something that you're expecting to uh, at least get to the final and you'd obviously like to win. But uh, it perhaps gives you a little bit of a chance to experiment against, on paper, weaker sides. Yeah, that's it. And um I think you know when we when we looked at the first sort of three fixtures after Christmas, we were looking at Ashford this game and then next week with Actonians. And you know the the, the aim really across the the first two games is to make sure that everybody's fit and ha- has had minutes. We're going to need that. You know, I've spoken to the squad in the last couple of weeks and explained that it's really good that we've got strength in depth now because we're going to need to rotate at times. We can't expect the same people to just keep churning it out every week. It's not going to be possible. There'll always be something that won't quite be right, be it illness or injury. Um, so very important that we have everybody fit well and, and playing plenty of minutes over the first two weeks. So for sure, you know, we'll be looking to give people those minutes, but it's definitely a competition that we we want to take very seriously and we want to, we want to win. Um, so there's no risk being taken in terms of, you know, rotating or experimenting too much. We we just need sort of to top up some minutes for some people. But look, they're all good players. Uh, I don't have any fears with with anybody coming in for somebody else. Um, this is a good squad now, and it's nice to give people that opportunity. Yeah, and an exciting announcement that was made earlier on this week. Three more games confirmed at the Abbey. You've got Cambridge City, middle of February. You've got London Seaward on the 2nd of April. And then you've got, I think, probably the, one of the season enders, uh, Actonians, uh, right at the end. So uh, that's really good news for you. Fantastic news, yeah. And we're, we're hoping that 
as I keep saying, the squad we're building is strong and it's, there's a lot of depth to it and some exciting players in there. So I'm hoping that that will give the opportunity for people to come along and, and see a game at the Abbey Stadium and see just how Cambridge United are backing their women's team and how we're developing. Um, really looking forward to all three of those. And as you say, they'll all offer a different challenge and, and Actonian is the last game of the season. So again, it's a nice chance for people to to see the team before we were away for the summer. Um, but yeah, re- really good to have three home games. Shows the commitment again from the club and can't thank them enough for the way they're back in the team. And indeed, it's good that uh, those games are uh, making it to the Abbey and some people are going to see uh, uh, the club at the Abbey Stadium again. Those games are the uh, 22nd of Feb, uh, City Derby uh, at 7.45, the 2nd of April, uh, London Seawood at 2 o'clock on a Sunday, that is, and then Sunday the 30th of April, the final game of the season against Actonian. So that's really good. Get along to see those. Uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, listening. Thanks to Robbie, to uh, Matt and to Steve for contributing. Just before we go, uh, don't forget it's uh, the Cambridge United under-18s team are playing Chelsea in the fourth round of the Youth FA Cup this Thursday the 19th at 7 o'clock. Tickets £5 adults, £2 for under-18s. A great game to go and see if you're looking uh, to to, to listen to to watch some uh, midweek football. Um, Other than that, thanks very much for joining us this week. Hopefully a result will be reporting uh, a a good one against... uh, Shrewsbury. Uh, Until then, we'll uh, see you again. Thanks very much again for listening and have a good week. Cheers. me you've got a family and a business and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down with Woodfine solicitors that's exactly what happens i got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team they really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation which was well that's another story anyway the best thing was that it all happened online a few simple clicks and i had my quote that freed up time to focus on everything else Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio and on the latest Women Making Waves. There's been times when, go back eight years ago, we had the plans for the stadium, but we had the challenges of losing our planning applications. The stresses of the ups and downs of this football club on the pitch with our teams but also off the pitch with the planning application and then the actual building process. Listen now at cambridge105.co.uk